Let's have a look at the word uh, this morning as I start in prayer. Father, again, I thank you that we can come and celebrate this time of Christmas. And Lord, even though many might dispute the date, we do not dispute the fact that you came to this earth in flesh and that you came for us. And Lord, this morning we celebrate that, we are reminded of that, and we partake in that as a church, Lord, and we say thank you um, for all that that um, has done for us and will continue to do for us as we even look into eternity. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hey, I'm not going to speak very long this morning, but I do feel there's a, a, a word that I want to share and... Um, and I and pray that the Holy Spirit will just take it and impart it in us, um, not in, in the way of, of knowledge, but in the way that we can, it, it um, provokes us and, and challenges us in a way to, to, to take action um, and, you know, um, in the year ahead and as we look into 2017. You know, um, some 700 years before Christ was born, there was a prophet named Isaiah uh, and he penned these, these famous words um, in his book, uh, which said, To us a child is born, to us a son is given. And as we know, that was referring to, to Jesus, uh, who was born uh, in Bethlehem and, um, and, and fulfilled that prophecy that to us a child is given and, and a son um, came to, uh, to earth. Now, the full extent of these prophetic words continue even to play out in history today and even up to our present day. When we look over the past uh, two millennium, we see the ebb and flow of uh, the influence that the followers of Jesus Christ have made on their world. We see that over those 2,000 years, governments have risen and fallen. Empires have been built up and torn down. Wars have come and gone. And yet one thing has remained true and one thing has remained strong and that is the church of our Lord Jesus Christ. Can I hear amen? Of course this fulfills the words that Jesus spoke in Matthew 16, 18 in which he said, I will build my church and the gates of Hades, the gates of hell, will not overcome it. Throughout history many have tried and failed in silencing those who would stand in their faith of Jesus. There are those who claim that their actions are on behalf of God and those who have just perpetrated pure evil against the Lord's disciples. And yet, while the flesh burned and was torn apart and tortured, we see that these three things, there were three things that could never be extinguished. And that is faith, hope and love of which the greatest is of which the greatest is love you see if you're like me we tend to keep an eye on what's happening around the world we we read news articles we watch um, news broadcasts and we see that when we look at the news these days it just a lot of horrible stuff's going on. It seems that the world is hemorrhaging at the seams. And for a disciple of Jesus around the world, there are places where you will die for your faith. It seems that the, the world is becoming dangerous 
for Jesus' disciples and that we need to be bold about our faith. From ridicule to martyrdom, the church is facing sublime and overt pressure to be silent about our Lord Jesus. Yet these three things remain. Faith, hope and love. Even as we look over the last 12 months across the world, we see even as recent as, as this week, even here in Australia, in Canberra, there was a, a, a van that exploded that was deliberately lit in front of the, the headquarters of the Australian Christian Lobby. We see on Monday three people shot in Zurich. We see in Turkey a Russian ambassador assassinated. In Berlin, we see 12 people mowed down by a truck in a Christmas market. We look back over 12 months and we see last November 130 killed in attacks on a soccer stadium and a Bataclan nightclub in Paris. In March, we saw 84 people killed by another truck that was used as a weapon to drive into a crowd in Nice on Bastille Day. July the 2nd, two men entered a church and while the service was going on in that church, they took the priest and slit his throat. The list goes on. In fact, it is estimated that in December, this December that we're in here right now, this December alone, so far, there have been 84 acts of terror across the world. It's estimated that 702 people have died in this and another 965 people have been injured. We don't hear a lot about that in the news. December alone, on average, 30 people a day have died. Yet, my friends, three things remain. Faith, hope, and love. A national consortium for the study of terrorism estimate that between 2002-2015, that's 14 years, 33,000 people have been killed by ISIS and associated organisations. That's 6.5 people a day. But the good news is that these three things remain. Faith, hope and love. Because you see, these three things can never be extinguished by acts of terror. These three things can never be taken away from a person who is devoted and committed to faith in Jesus Christ. Even when the world around us looks bleak, and even when there seems madness all around us, these three, things, these three things will always remain within us if we hold faith and hold fast to what Christ has shown us by his life here on earth. I don't want to stand here and paint a bleak picture or say that there is a disaster on the verge of overtaking us despite of all that we see around us. 
some of which is directly targeting those who claim faith in Jesus Christ. But I do want us to walk away from this morning knowing that no matter what comes against us, these three things will always remain. What are they? Say it with me. Faith, hope and love. You see, my friends, if we cast our minds 2,000 years back to the time of, and the day of which we remember here, that first Christmas when Jesus came to the world, we would actually find a world that is not too dissimilar to what we see today. The Roman Empire had risen to power, was controlling the political, economic and social order of the day. It was truly a one-world government. The Caesars and military were brutal against their opposition and they ruled with might and power. To give you a bit of background so that we can see that all was not rosy back then as well and that we think we face something that is um, new to those who claim faith in Jesus Christ, let me give you a bit of background. It was 31 BC when Octavian defeated Antony's forces at the Battle of Actium. And this, of course, led to the suicide of Antony and Cleopatra in Egypt. Octavian went back to Rome and assumed power. And he was given the title of Caesar Augustus and was the first Roman Empire. You might recognize that name because it was this Caesar that was in power the time when Jesus was born and he's mentioned in the Gospels. It was said that Augustus was a wise ruler and that we know that during his reign there was relative peace and stability throughout the empire, what they call the Pax Romana. However, those that followed him were not always as capable. You have men like Tiberius, Caligula, Claudius, and then you have Nero, who took control and things began to deteriorate. Nero was a, not a nice man. He poisoned Claudius' son, executed his own wife, arranged for the assassination of his own mother. He'd like to have him as a son-in-law. In, nine, in six, 1964, in 64 AD, if you're a, a student of history, you would know that there was a great fire in the city of Rome and it devastated Rome. But Nero found his scapegoat in the Christians. Tradition has it that Peter and Paul were martyred by Nero. After Nero was gone, widespread unrest in the empire led to quick secession of emperors Galba, Otho and Vitilius all vied for power and position as emperors. Vespasian came to power in 69 AD and along with his successor and his son Titus, they oversaw the destruction of Jerusalem and the temple in 70 AD. Their second son of Vespasian, Demosian, he was a tyrant of the first order. He actually believed he was a god. And absorbed with his own divinity, he took great delight 
in the persecution of both the Jews and the Christians. You see, I share all this not to sprout history, but to give us a background in understanding that those who claim faith in Jesus Christ always have and always will face opposition to varying degrees. Our brothers and sisters from 2,000 years ago faced opposition that many of us would never understand and will never understand. Tyrants came to power. Great persecution against them broke out. We see time and time again throughout the history and through the dark ages, many suffered for their faith in Jesus Christ. And yet in the midst of all this, and in the dark dungeons of a Roman prison, Paul writes in 1 Corinthians 13.13, 13, These words, these three things remain, my friends. Faith, hope, and love. You see, we can claim that with great ease in our current situation, even in our city of Griffith, where we're not really persecuted for our faith. Someone might snicker at us or want to debate us in theological uh, debates or, you know, Facebook posts and things like that. But we, we don't really suffer persecution. And so we can say these words with great ease that we have faith, hope and love. But Paul writes this in the midst of the trouble and the persecution. And our brothers and sisters around the world, even today, can look at this in the midst of their persecution and horrendous situation because they just claim faith in Jesus Christ, the Lord and Saviour whom we celebrate the birth of today. But they can say these things, that no one can ever take my faith. No one can never take, they can never take my hope. And my friends, no one can ever take love. They can burn the flesh. They can tear us apart. They can snicker and ridicule. But they can never take these things from us, my friends. And this is what I want to share with us this morning. As I've just finished my introduction. No, just kidding. The greatest is love. You see, with all this as a backdrop, the 120 became the 3,000. The 3,000 became the 5,000. The 5,000 became cities. The cities became nations. And the nations became the whole world. Not by political power. Not through big business. Not by war but through faith, hope and love. When the world was discarding their elderly and sick, the widows and the orphans, the followers of Jesus Christ were tending to their needs. 
When the world let people die of starvation, the followers of Jesus Christ sacrificed their portions so that they might have some. When the world was disposing of their babies in the forest to die, because abortion was just not an option back then, they were discarded because they were inconvenient to their hedonistic lifestyle. The Christians would go through the forest and pick up these babies and raise them as their own. Their theological knowledge was simple, yet they exhibited through their actions these three virtues, faith, hope and love. In this way, bit by bit, day by day, person by person, the few became the many and the many changed the world despite of great opposition. When we look at the evening news, we might feel a little bit overwhelmed with all that we see and hear. But if we live each day in faith, hope and love, my friends, if we look at the little things we do each day with our eyes firmly fixed on our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ, who came as a child, grew as a man and gave himself for us, with our eyes on him who is the author and perfecter of our faith, we will start to see that the world will see Christ who lives in us. Let the Christmas season be a reminder to us all that if God is for us, then who can be against us? Let it be a reminder that our responsibility, say my responsibility, as a disciple of Jesus Christ is to be generous with our time, our treasure and our talent. Those that the world discards, let us be the ones to help raise up. Those that the world sees as last and least, let us see and respond to them as first and foremost. It is for faith, hope and love that Jesus of Nazareth was born, not for an empire, but for his kingdom for his cause. It is for faith, hope and love that Jesus of Nazareth came to this earth from his heavenly seat as a baby. My friends, it is for faith, hope and love that Jesus gave his life so that we, his church, his visible church here on earth, would prevail even against the worst of hell and evil and terrorism and persecution it is for faith hope and love that we can celebrate Jesus this Christmas because evil might be able to terrorize and torture but evil will never be able to take away these three things because they always have and they always will remain say it with me as we finish up faith hope and love my friends this is what i want to leave you with today as we go about our day in whatever that looks like with family friends let these three things be exhibited in our life today and in the future to come faith hope and love you're not going to forget those three words today are you i've said it enough enough times enough times mate let's pray 
Heavenly Father, and as we pray, can I ask Amy and the ushers to take up our tithes and offerings? Thanks. Heavenly Father, we just adore you and we recognize today, Lord, that today is a day that we celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ. Lord, I thank you that in all these things we can prevail. Even when the world around us seems to be mad, when it seems that evil is rising, let us know and let us be strong in our resolve that they can never take these things away from us, Lord. They can never take our faith in Jesus Christ. They can never take our hope in eternal life. And they can never take our love for one another and our love for you. So, Lord, I thank you that today, as we honor you in this, we praise you and give you thanks in it all. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. God bless you, my friends. Uh, stick around if you, if you have time. Uh, enjoy one another's company. If you have to leave, then by all means, you are excused. Have a great day and be blessed. Amen.